Simple Minds, don't you forget about me here at Classic Hits, uh, 8 minutes past 6, happy Friday, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. <laughs> you look like you're flustered, did I catch you at a bad moment? No, you weren't d- in the middle of June, anything unusual were you? I was actually, I forgot to dry the disinfectant off me um, earphones and I put them on and I've got two big wet ears, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing it now as you're talking. So to you've me. given yourself a wet willy of sorts in both ears. Yeah, I, I, I said, what in the name of jeepers? I, for, I put it on ages ago. It's the one thing I forgot to dry. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. That's allowed. Happy Friday, go. Now folks. It's on. Now I feel better. Oh, it's seven one double eight triple zero eight. Thanks a million already for all of the happy Friday wishes coming in. You're very kind. Very much appreciated. We've made it through another week of January, people. There's yeah. only another three or four weeks of January left. That's it, and then we're done. Yeah. And then you're then you're there. And then there's just the cut the, the six months of February, and then we're laughing. <laughs> Anyway, 22nd of January, that's it. Like, look at this, less than 10 days. Yeah, we're And we're out of it. Oh, gee. Yeah. Woo! Oh, I can't. Now, that didn't sound nearly enthusiastic enough. I'll be honest with you. There's nothing about January gets me excited. (laughs) And even... Even Even the end of it. I'm sitting here with wet, disinfected ears, and even that's not cheering me up. Kylie Minogue spinning around here at Classic Hits. Waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Thank you so much for that. Just 13 minutes past six on this Friday. Happy Friday to you. About to take on the birthdays. Wasn't a great day yesterday, was it? Not particularly. Did you get one yesterday? No, I don't think so. I came close a couple of times, but I think that was about it. Okay, it's a strange mix today, right? But at least we're going to start with one of your favourites. All joking aside, you do love your boxing. (laughs) Yeah, go on. Yeah, you're you're a big boxing fan. You're going to get me into trouble now. No, 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 you're a big boxing fan. And this, I mean, even by my standards, this is one of those names from... You know, that it was just part of an amazing time in boxing. Yeah. It is the birthday of the man known once upon a time as the Dark Destroyer. Oh, my God. Steve Collins. (laughs) The great Nigel Ben. Never heard of him. (laughs) Yeah, no, Nigel Ben. No, he was actually, he was always, he was a bit of a gentleman boxer, boxer, wasn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, well, was, yeah. Well, it, I mean, yeah, I don't remember him trash talking as much. No, not in the level of Chris Eubank. Yeah, though, you know exactly. that that sort of nonsense. But am I right? Am I getting that wrong? Wasn't that the sort of trilogy of the time? It was. Yeah, yeah. Eubank, Ben, and Collins. And, yeah, it was yeah. definitely. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing. It came out of the sort of the the Collins. Eubank thing yeah. was always so sort of heavy and spiteful and all. Well, from Collins going that way, really, do you know? Yeah. And then, you know, you see a man about dog and all, all the sort of mad stuff that was going on, all those date modes wild. Yeah. And then it seemed, it all seemed rather polite when Nigel Ben got involved. Yeah. You know I mean, Nigel Ben wasn't, you know, and then. And who, in your opinion, then, uh, was the best boxer? Of those three? Yeah. I tell you, you're going to get Hard to pin your colours? Not really. I honestly think it was Eubank. He just lost his edge a little bit. Right, okay. I think overall in his career, I Is think that it was because Eubank, he honestly. wasn't a fighter? He's a pugilist. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was that his? Yeah, I think, I think it's a bit of that. Or and were you swayed by the monocle? <laughs> I think Eubank genuinely got this thing in him where he was afraid of hurting people. In one of his later fights, I can't remember who he fought, he, was, he had an absolute clear as day, punch him in the face, he's. Gone. Yeah, and he wouldn't do it, and he had that killer instinct was kind of falling out of him. And I think, other than that, he was the best talent of the tree. Wow! Now uh, someone's going to tell me I'm full of absolute garbage, but that's what I think. And you're allowed. And I'm your allowed. show. I'm allowed to be full of garbage. What would be it's your show? You can say what you like. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, but Nigel Ben, yeah, he obviously he seems like a decent sort of a yeah, lad. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, I gotta say, I don't, what age is he now? He's probably. Oh, is he, these lads are much younger than you think they are. I'm going to say he's like 52. Not bad. 57. Oh, wow. I'm 57. Off. God almighty. Ah, not a million miles away. Right, what about this? Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> What's that now? What is that? Come on, you must remember from like the Fresh Prince and all. You know, boom, boom, boom shake the room, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Fresh Prince him? and DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and all that. Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. They were, they were friends. Where did they hung out together? Right. Do you not remember that he even appeared in episodes of the Fresh I don't know Prince what he movie. looks like, man, to be honest with you. Really? No, I know the name Jazzy Jeff. But who doesn't know the name Jazzy Jeff? It's like Fab Five Freddy. But you can't put faces on these lads, can you? Who's Fab Five Freddy? Well, I get, get you mad. <laughs> remember when we first got MTV over here in Ireland and it was like, Fab Five Freddy. Does that remember all that? No. We're going straight onto the street to talk to Fab Five Freddy. Fab Five Freddy give you no information. He just tell you how cool wow. he was. He's there. Yeah, we're on the street. 
So you can't remember DJ Jazzy Jeff, who had massive, massive hits and from a massive TV show in the eight in the what would it have been the nineties? Yeah. And yet you're going back to the start of MTV and some lad called Fat Fingered Freddy. Fab Five Freddy, excuse you. Unbelievable. You've no respect for legends. <sighs> yeah, our Fab Five Freddy was yeah. Right. Well, guess one of their ages anyway. I gotta say one of their age. I gotta say he's like fifty. Uh, seven. Oh my god, so close. DJ Jazzy Jeff, 56. Oh, 56. Not bad, not bad. Right, a couple of old footballers for you. How are you feeling about old footballers? I feel like I probably have more in common with them than I do with anyone else. Actually, this lad, you'll probably remember this lad for things more than football, to be perfectly honest with you. But do you remember Stan Collymore? I do. Yeah, Stan Collymore, sound man. Ulrika Johnson and all. Yeah. They, they were doing a thing and all. They were doing a thing. He was doing all sorts of things. He was up to all sorts. You yeah. know, similar to yourself. Similar to your good self. He's very much into the dogging. Yeah, he's a bit of a five finger Freddy himself, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I gotta say, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He, and I'm like, although in his case, he wouldn't be interested in looking at Crufts. No. He, he's not exactly one for the relay, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we got it. That was a huge stuff. story. Huge story, and that's gas because he's kind of become a, a sort of a moral beacon in football now. You know the way. Well, he's he, a, yeah, he writes his column for one of the newspapers in England, doesn't he? And yeah, he kind he's of, all about you yeah. know. I don't know if he's always on the money now. To be honest with you, he's, you know, he still has his certain coloured glasses on occasion. Oh, but. yeah, he really does. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's not get, let's not pretend he wasn't disappointed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I gotta say, well, he seems like a decent skin as well when he's not. And actually, let's, let's give car you this parks. one. Yeah, exactly. Let's give you this one. It's a significant birthday. There's a zero in it. Oh, he's fifty. Yes, he is. Yeah, happy birthday. He's fifty, Mr. Collymore. Right, and the other then uh, aging footballer we have for you is uh, Frank Leboeuf. Leboeuf. Wasn't he the bald dude? Yes, with he Chelsea? was. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, the uh, the French international. Well, obviously with a name like Leboeuf. Leboeuf. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know. We're probably not playing for Ireland. Yeah, well, you'd never say he was Mexican either, <laughs> would you? Yeah, like a sort of very definitely yeah. Canadian. To be fair, wor- like a World Cup winner, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, the proper job, yeah. yeah. And when you've got a name that translates as Frank the Beef. Frank the Beef. Isn't that a, it's a great <laughs> name? Isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't have to struggle too hard to get a nickname out of that name. No, it's like as if I was called Paddy Sausage. You'd be there, yeah. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Sounds so impressive. Yeah, you know, that would, yeah, that would be impressive. If you just rapidly gave me just the first name and then sauce, Paddy Sausage, you'd be like, yo, here's Paddy Sausage and Frank LeBeuf. Pair them or something else. Mouthwateringly good. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. That's the one. Stan Collymore followed him into a car park and all that. <laughs> I gotta say. Right, so bearing in mind that he won the World Cup in 1998. Yeah, 98, so he's like, um, what are How many years is that? That's, that's 20, 20. <laughs> oh, dear he's, God. He, he's. He's 61. He's 53. <laughs> ah, this is terrible, man. Well, you'll you'll always have Stan Collymore and that car park. And Fab Five Freddy. Actually, look, let's give, you a, let's give you a curveball, right? This could help you. This could redeem you a little bit because it's one of your favourite movies. You're a big horror fan. The Exorcist, of course, one of the most famous of them all. Yes. It is the birthday of Linda Blair. Oh, wow. Is Linda, no, is Linda Blair's the... Yeah. Oh, it's the that kid. One. Yeah. Oh, is the, it? The green vomiting Regan or whatever her name Jeepers. was. Papers. No way. It's yeah. her birthday. Her birthday. That's mad. That's I mean, that's mad. All, like all you'll have to go right, on so is when is that, that movie was a hit. Well, it was out in the seventies, right? Yeah. Just between. Just and before. she was a kid. And she was only a kid, and it was just before all that satanic panic and all that mad stuff happened, right? Yeah. So she was about whatever. I don't know. Was she ten in that movie? So I'd say she's. Whatever that was, with so she's fifty-seven. She's sixty-two. Ah, for the love of God, that she was much, no, That's wrong. Now you're up to date on the home of the Nile Boylan Show. Weekly afternoons from twelve. This is Classic Hits. Thank you, John. And a happy Friday to you, John. Happiness this Friday. Yes, oh, indeed. Oh, of course it is. Bittersweet for PJ and myself. You know, yes, knowing that we'll be we'll be losing you today. You'll never lose me, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you'll be with us in some form of spirit, will you, as you're turning over in bed indeed. next week? Yes. Um, well, yeah, the usual half-hour kickoffs will uh, 
we'll ease for a while anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly. By the way, I assume you're in uh, reasonably decent form this morning, apart from being Friday and apart yeah, from I, I, getting off the earlies for a while. I, I suspect there might be something out there in the ether that's cheering you up again. I, th- I think so, yeah. I think it's like Vikings reaching Valhalla. I think it's... <laughs> It's, we're only halfway there, but it's looking likely that they will not win the league this year. Uh, frankly, that is... They, it makes, it's I'm, like Voldemort. It is they right. shall not speak their name. Yes. I'm, it's, I'm incandescent with joy. <laughs> frankly, yeah. it's marvellous. Actually, I couldn't fall asleep last night, so I checked the phone. And I didn't want to because I thought it'll be 4-0 or something. Yeah. And there I was. It's a penalty. So I actually got it before your man took the penalty. Oh, wow. brilliant. So, you, were, you were there as, yeah. hit, as history unfolded. So Ashley Barnes, you know, steps yeah. up and puts it past your man. And it's there. I couldn't believe it. I said, jeez, they'll score twice though, of course, won't they? And they didn't. And they usually do. It's, it's what championship teams do. They find a way. But they didn't. And then it's just <laughs> five games. Five games and they four they haven't scored. It's just amazing. Yeah, I oh, do. Yeah. You get the slight impression that even even despite John John setting himself up on a pedestal of, of you know negativity and down with this sort of thing and life is rubbish that he's actually quite quite happy today. I, s- I swear to God, listening to him, it must be like what it must have been like if a caveman heard Beethoven for the first time. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty wow. good. It's great to be able to send you off in such high spirits, John. Lads, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, Freddie Mercury, living on my own here at Classic Hits, 19 minutes to 7. Freddie Mercury, of course, who's uh, far, far superior to PJ's memory of frog-fingered Freddie or whoever Fab it was. five Freddies. Whoever he was thinking about. MTV Mr. Cool he was back in the day. How could you be Mr. Cool if you're called fog, frog-fingered Freddie? Fab five Freddie. He was brilliant. Well, I don't know if he was brilliant. I thought I'm gonna. I have to Google him now because I haven't seen his head since probably back in the day, back yeah. in the eighty. There he uh, is. Freddie Mercury living on my own footloose from uh, from Kenny Loggins. Uh, Margaret was on saying that always reminds her of the uh, the classic hits parties. Oh there, yeah, there, something else that fell victim to the pandemic. To the Do you remember? It was this time last year we were put, we were promoting it. We started pushing the one that was supposed to happen. It used to happen in, one, kind of like every about every three months. Yeah, there came up like a VAT return. Yeah, uh, so we and we were doing it, and we were pushing the one for early March. Yeah, we were going to be going to Cork. Everyone was planning to head to Cork for the uh, for the big listeners party. Of course, it's never. It uh, never yeah. did end up being a party at all. It hasn't seen the light of day, no. I'm afraid. But anyway, uh, Footloose reminds Margaret of the uh, of the uh, listener parties. Uh, also, uh, what else? Oh yeah, Mary, you had to. <laughs> this is mad, right? The stuff that we get sent on the show sometimes, and and sometimes it's an error. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's actually that people, and this is the hardest part to believe, want our opinion. Yeah, right? I know. That's the bizarre. That thing, is yeah. a strange thing that anybody could actually want our opinion on anything. But um, and Mary and Santry was on to say, lads, here's a little dilemma for you. <laughs> right, check this out. Yeah. You know when you go into a supermarket and you go to the fresh bakery part? Yeah. Well, apparently since lockdown, you can't buy just one item. You have to buy them in threes. Asta. Or maybe even more. What? So, for example, if you wanted just one bread roll or one pecan slice or anything, you can't get just one. You have to buy three. And then they're going to waste. Why can't they just wrap them individually? That's ridiculous. From Is that Mary. true? Well, I don't know. Ah, uh, that's ridiculous. Anyway, to be honest with you, she's asking the wrong people here because, let's face it, PJ Gallagher, you've never eaten just one of a pecan slice or any other fresh bakery product in your life. That is very true. <laughs> like, in fact, The I idea that somebody makes you buy three cakes... It's hardly something that you'd regard as a dilemma. I know. I think Mary's the weirdo here for yeah. only wanting one. I'd be like, Mary, what, you only want one. Yeah, stop starving yourself, woman. One pecan slice. What's wrong with you, Mary? Get a grip. Yeah, I know. It's gas. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, fairness, who does buy? I suppose when you sometimes when you're in like a spa or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd buy a one or you'd buy one. Well, isn't all food's gone like that. I mean, that's the th- whole thing about the States, right? Is that, yes. that when they talk about the States, they always talk about the fact that it's like, you know, if you want to buy a donut, you yeah. are actually looked at like you're some sort of strength. What do you mean one donut? A donut? Like, I want a donut to have with me. Co- yeah, but we, we only sell them in 20s. Yeah. We sell. What? Do you want a loaf? I just want one. Do you want a loaf of donuts? Yeah, but, it, but, it, but 20 is the same price as one. Well, what? I... I that makes no sense. What am I going to do at 19? I'm going to take at 19 you know, and dispersing them out amongst the homeless or yeah, something. Yeah, that's the way food's gone, isn't it? It's like, they, it's just get more of it onto you. Yeah. They do the value thing on you. This, you know you can have 
58 chicken nuggets for the same price as six. Ah, the cinema's the worst. You know when you go to the cinema and you're there going, just have, I'll just have a small popcorn, please. Yeah. Do you want a drink? No. Well, the dr- it's, it's a drink is free. It's cheaper with the drink. What? Or the drink is free and you go, great, okay, I'll have that. And then, do you want to upgrade it to a large meal? You're like, no. Oh, it's cheaper if you do. And you're like, what? And then next thing you're in rolling in a keg of Coke and carrying a bucket of popcorn. Exactly. Into, and you're like... You have to get a trolley with it to get it into, into the cinema. You go back and buy another seat for it. <laughs> to buy another seat. Keep your popcorn in because it's so big. And you're there, oh yeah, well, thank God I didn't buy a small one. What a waste that would have been. <sighs> Oh, mad stuff, mad stuff. So, sorry, Mayor, we've no answer for you on that one, other than the fact we just eat them all. Yeah. So that's probably not the answer you were looking for. I'd be delighted, in fairness. You You have to buy three. Oh, you. Oh, you. Okay, then. Listen, 0871880008, if you need to give us a shout, all the regulars today. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for hanging out with us and letting us hang out with you on your Friday, waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Uh, Final day for us, of course, on the hit bit today, this week. Let's see if we can find a winner, send somebody off into the weekend. With uh, are we rounding anything up? Are we going ah, big? Yeah, let's 900. do that. Nine hundred. Yeah, right. for sure. No, why not? Nine hundred euro. Obviously, we'll hand out our uh, PJ and Jim merchandise today on the breakfast table quiz. That's a bit later on. And if you're looking for love, then Doctor Love himself. We've said it many times. The man who knows all there is to know about love and relationships. The great PJ Gallagher will impart yet more of his learned wisdom. I definitely am the expert here. I mean, I've literally failed at more relationships than anyone else in Classic Hits. Abba Mamma Mia here at Classic Hits. Almost nine minutes past seven. Happy Friday to you folks. Friday 22nd of January. Thank you so much for waking up happy with PJ and Jim letting us hang out with you on your Friday. Uh, we've rounded up the hit bit that's on the way later this hour 900 euro we're going to play for Magic Mike standing by if you want to get involved nice and early 087-188-0008 in the meantime though if you're unlucky in love right if you want to know what am I doing wrong that I haven't found the love of my life Stand by, people. Buckle up. Well. Because Doctor of Love, PJ Gallagher. Never. about to tell you where you're going wrong. Ever have I felt so underqualified for such a role, to be honest with you. Doctor of Love. It's the dates. It's all about the dates. There was this thing yesterday. They did these uh, research. They were talking and they uh, interviewed 2,000 adults and said, what's the, cro- what's the story with dates? How are you? What... What is the hardest part of a date? Why are they so awkward? How can they... What makes them go wrong? Is yeah. the main question, you know? Uh, and I suppose the most common causes are, I suppose, nervousness, you know, what causes a lack of confidence. Understandable. You, somebody would be nervous on a first date. We You're are talking about nervous. first dates, aren't we? We're not talking about just sort of like, you know, people doing the same thing well, wrong. Yeah, well, the first time or the first couple of times you meet somebody in person, you know that way? Because nowadays there is no such thing as a proper face-to-face date. You know, you have to do it on Zoom and all this nonsense. Or you'd be talking to each other for ages through social media or apps or WhatsApp or anything. Yeah. And then you're it's very hard forward. to get the old chemistry going when you're talking about to somebody through a screen. Yeah. You I, know, and I, you don't even know if they're wearing anything below the waist. <laughs> Jim McCabe, you filthy little animal. That's like, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it. You don't know what people are really like, do you? You don't know what people are really like. And then people are now looking forward to maybe in a month's time or maybe in a year's time. Uh, yeah. Whenever we get let out of our gaffes again. To go on a date, but it's and, and but it creates, because it hasn't been happening, anxieties around it are higher than ever. Do you know okay, that so come on, let's cut to the chase here. What are we doing wrong in the dating world, PJ? Well, look, it could be any. It could be falling over, mistiming a joke. What <laughs> you say? Falling, falling over. over? Yeah. What yeah. sort of dates do you go on? Falling over? How do people fall over? You well, just you know randomly, you... like, topple off your chair or something. Oh, well, you know the way you'd be like, uh, the waiter would say, okay, save it, yeah, this way, and you trip over a box or something. I've done oh, stuff right. like that, you know. Surely somebody couldn't hold that against you. That's just an accident. Ah, stop. As if you wouldn't get up, everyone would be looking at you. And that man over there is having fun. Yeah, but hang a second. There looking at you. Is like one thing falling idiot. over if there's a, a bang of hard booze off you. But, I mean, if you just... If somebody, you know, if a, if a carpet is curled up at the corner and you trip, surely they couldn't hold that against you. I don't know, Jim. I'd be honest with you. If I met a, if I was on a, I'd be honest with you. If I went on a date and all, and I was there and she turned up, she looked great and everything, right? Yeah. And then your man says, so uh, this way, and there was carpet, she tripped over a bit of upturned carpet. I'd just be, I'd, ah! and I'd run out the door. I'm sorry, I would. Oh, and I'd but, run out the door. Oh my, how ungentlemanly of you. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I might take a picture and run out the door. <laughs> You'd be running out shouting, you klutz, don't yeah. ever call me again. You made a tick of us all, and Jeepers, this is unbelievable. Oh, the taxi's still outside. What? I wasn't expecting that. Right, so don't yeah. fall over on your first day. Right, I'll start at number 10 and work down, right? There's loads of them, right? Okay. But we, have, we can't fit them all in. All so right. Obviously, an unexpected fart is number 10. So, you know, you can't... You know, like, that's obviously going to be in there. Yeah, okay. That's kind of fair enough. Because, you know... Like, a bit so, early on your first date. Ah, but you know the way I... Come on. Have you never been on a date or something? And you sit down and suddenly realise, oh, my God, I'm do- I'm absolutely bursting at the... Si- I'm like a hot air balloon. <laughs> no, like that's... Yeah. I can honestly say that recollection isn't coming back to me. Ah, uh, you have. And then you go, excuse me for a moment. You have to go try. And you're like, come on now. You're pressing yourself in the stomach and all. And you're like, digging your thumbs in to your stomach and all. Come on, get out. Get out. And you're like... You know, wow. And you're like a creaky dog going, oh, I'll be back to you now in a minute. Oh, and I suppose sh- your nervousness. And the nervousness yeah. and all. And God forbid if one, you know, you know the way sometimes, like, unbeknownst to you, it's almost like... It takes you by it takes you by surprise yourself. Yeah, and it happens. You never know those ones. Oh, Imagine yeah. that, like in a day. Oh my god! Yeah, how, exactly. How would you recover? You sit down real fast, and you that was the chair. <laughs> that was the chair. Oh, that wasn't me. Uh, so that's one that scares people. Okay. And um, telling a joke, but it doesn't land. There's, is there anything so awkward as that? Oh, I tell you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are you telling? We've been doing this show for uh, years now. You know, yeah. This time that's happened. Happens all the time. See, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. You've been on the receiving end of it. You know, you're the one that has to pretend that it's all okay. Yeah, I'll tell you something. My, I've perfected my fake laugh. But anyway, right, so don't tell bad jokes. Well, it's impossible not to. You know the way you think you're on the same level and yeah. then you tell a joke, it's very inappropriate maybe. Oh, God. And you don't know when you're like... Oh yeah, and then you won't believe it. Oh, we nearly didn't make it because my friend, I forgot his mad died and then he came out and she's like... Oh, right. That is her, yeah. And you're like, yeah, my actually, this is my first time out since we've had a death in the family. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, God, I'm a tosser. Oh, jeepers, I can't believe this after happen. Hold on a minute, I'm just going to press my stomach up my thumbs. <laughs> you know, wow. anything can happen. This, uh, this is starting to make more sense. At least we're back on the scale. At least we're moved away from people accidentally falling over. These are genuinely bad things. Yeah. What else is there? They're calling someone the wrong name. You know the way some people, they haven't been out with someone in ages and they accidentally might call them by their ex's name. Yeah. Or they're called, that, that, that's a desperate thing to happen. I remember meeting someone one time and all she did was, all she did was talk about her ex. I was like, I don't care about this person after yeah. ages. Especially when she care. kept saying, when I was with Brad. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm not really in the races here, am I? Uh, yeah, because uh, bumping into an ex on a date. Again, I mean, again, awful. But I mean, if you're not in control of it, you know what I mean? I feel sorry for somebody in that situation. Yeah. If like, if it's an accident, I think it's harsh that you'd get judged by it. I know, man. Friend, Although it would be the worst possible scenario. My friend Gerald Farley tells this unbelievable story. He was going out with a fella for years, you know? Yeah. And he was like, eventually, you have to get over this. He was very upset by it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he says, he says it in part of a stand-up and all. That eventually went, right, that's it. And he started moving all the stuff out of the house and all. And he says, I need clothes of his he liked, he was going to keep. And he put on his clothes. He went to petrol station, buying a magazine, and he met him. And he goes, do you know how hard it is to convince someone you're over them when you're bleeding dressed up as them <laughs> in a petrol station? Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. He that's says, a hard he's slog. There. It was the worst moment ever. He's like, I can't, how are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. He's dressed and all this. God, shape. Right, well, what's the worst of them so all? So the worst then? one is awkward silences. Uh, that's, the, yeah. that's the very worst. It has mistiming a hug or a kisses up there in number two or three, which yeah. is absolutely outrageous. You know that one we were talking about where your man... He leaned forward and he yeah. thought she was going to give him a kiss and she was actually going to open the open door. The door. <laughs> and then he, he didn't know what to do and he was he was pulled away but his hand was out and he didn't and, and he patted her on the head. Oh Jeeves! Oh my god, he patted her on the head! Imagine him walking home! Oh, oh my god! That's amazing. And imagine the awkward silence after that. I'll see you so he pats her on the head. Oh my god, and her looking at him. Well, I've just, well, I've just had this vision of well. somebody going on a date. They literally meet at the door of the restaurant. They walk in. He trips over the carpet, falls, lets out a sneaky fart. Yeah. Then tries to crack an inappropriate joke to make it okay. And she pats him on the head and walks out the door. And then his ex walks in. And his goes, are you going out with him? That's the point of sisters and jump here at Classic Hits. 22 minutes to 8 o'clock. Thanks for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Happy Friday to you. 
We've rounded up the hit bit for you being a, a happy Friday, a feel-good Friday here at Classic Hits. Magic Mike standing by. Let him know if you want to play for €900 Euro on the hit bit. ClassicHits.ie to check out the previous guesses. The clue is big. Let them know you want to play 87 It's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Uh, of course, lots of stuff going on at the moment. I mean, you know, in terms of uh, all of the bad stuff, nobody needs reminding about any of that. But uh, one of the, the flip sides of it is the fact that, you know, people are clinging on, yeah. clinging on with hope to the vaccine, PJ. They are clinging on to the vaccine. Of course, the rollout has begun worldwide all over the place. We're getting promises now. We'll all be done by, by what, September, the autumn, I September thought, yeah, yeah. or October or something like that now. Yeah. Promises, eh? Promises, promises. Uh, do you remember the lockdown was ended there on the 5th of August? Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, look, looking positive, looking to the future. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, he is what he's become a great political leader. Yeah. He's actually become like a bit of, he's, he knows how to sort of take the mick out of himself a little bit, but he sort of tries to set a good example and all of that. I mean, uh, who'd have thought that that would ever happen? That literally, this guy that. who is a former bodybuilder and, let's face it, not a great actor. <laughs> Would become not only become um, uh, whatever he became. Uh, what did he become? Senator for um, was it a senator Cal- he became? Cal- governor of California. Governor, I beg your pardon, governor. And then and now he actually comes across as the voice of reason. Voice of reason in America, it's unbelievable. And he's gone and gotten his uh, his vaccine right. So he got he celebrated getting his COVID nineteen vaccine with a quote, of course, from the Terminator film series because he knows he knows how to have a little bit of crack. So he went to Dodger Stadium, the uh, Dodgers baseball stadium in LA, got vaccinated. He came out and look, I won't rob his quote. I'll leave it up to the good man himself. Put that needle down. All done. Thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I just got my vaccine. And I will recommend it to anyone and everyone. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Come with me if you want to his, live. His famous line, ah, of course. Great. Come with me if you want to live. I it's know. great because they've been doing that, haven't they? All the kind of high-profile people. Not, not necessarily celebrities, but just high-profile people. Kind of, you know, showing the way of, like, looks, you know, come on, trust me. It's it's the right thing to do. Get vaccinated. Yeah, all yeah, that sort of all stuff. of that. So the good thing with the best... What a line, though. I know, but the best comment on his, um, on when he got the vaccine, when he did that line, was somebody saying, that's only the first of two shots, uh, you'll be back. <laughs> Which is a bit of crack. Oh, my God. Uh, Who'd have thought the Terminator movies were giving you literally a soundtrack for the vaccination program? The thing is, everywhere he goes, he must get asked for that. I, if I ever met him, I'd go, go on, do the line. Do the line, please, please. Yeah. And then if he goes... Oh, but you of all people uh, what? You of all people Who constantly gets asked For all your catchphrases well, yeah, Your yeah. whistling And your oh, like, Dirty yeah. Elwin-esque stuff but this is it, that's, I always tell you About the time That young fella Came up to me And he was like yeah. You know he, I thought he was A do the thing And I thought he wanted me To do the whistle and then he pulls his hood over his head and looks at me and goes, oh, you poor squish, you know. He's like that. I'd love to do something like that to him. Go to him, no, do the line, do the line. He goes, I'll be back. I go, no, no, do you want the good line? <laughs> My name is Julian and I'm your twin brother. <laughs> but uh, well, oh. fair play to him. He seems like he's a bit of crack at all. Like, yeah. you know, and he's out there doing a, just still trying to be a, a, the all-American hero from Austria who can't really <laughs> act very well. But, but nonetheless Well I'm on your side Yeah And it is a, It was a fantastic line Absolutely perfect For the occasion Follow me if you want to live He's some man to wheel that out Remember yeah. Planet Hollywood and all Bay May Irrational Yeah That's what he should have got. Oh wish I was there now Why How would you say it in Irish <laughs> Guaranteed Irish Classic hits And now The Hit Bit With Supermax Whether you're into taco, curry, cheese or garlic fries We have something for everyone Order online Available at supermax.ie Hit Bit It's a bit of a really famous hit it's a bit, just a bit from a classic hit, but what hit is it? Hit uh, The classic hit bit is worth 890 quid, but no, it isn't. 900 quid. Generous Jim McCabe throwing in the pennies there. We all had a whip round. Mike sent round the hat. Uh, so 900 euros. Yeah, there was very, very little coming from some directions, I can tell you. Yes, I'll get you next time. My God. <laughs> you, crumbs literally out of his pocket. Old Jaffa cake crumbs that were in his pocket. Excuse me, I was carrying those crumbs around all week. <laughs> I was wondering why the dog was sniffing the trousers. Uh, so there you go, we have 900 euros. Uh, Rita O'Connor is going to play first, but let's give you a listen to it again. And there it is. How are you, Rita? How you doing? How what? You? What's How the crack, Rita? How are you getting on? Where are you today? Uh, I'm in Ballymun. 
Very good. What are you up to? What's your plans? Uh, uh, no, not much, not much. Are you nah, homeschooling or any of that old stuff? Well, well, I have a 17 year old, so. Yeah, I tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't need to homeschool him. He'll teach you a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. 17 years of yeah. age. There's nothing, that. there's nothing that lad doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so, Rita, we'd love to give you a few quid. 900 quid that you can do nothing right. with today if you want. Uh, what do you think it is? Uh, Madonna, holiday. Holiday. Ah, there you go, Michael. Uh, holiday from Madonna. Oh, good tune, all right. Oh, do you know what? I really hope you get this. I feel like saying like a prayer or something for you oh, here. Oh, 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 Lord. It's wrong. Unlucky, Rita. Listen, happy I'll Friday anyway. Have a good one. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. 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 Uh, Eddie, wait, patient. Eddie Downey. How are you, Eddie? Good, PJ. What's the story, Eddie? Where are you today? I'm in Matt Farnham. Matt Farnham, good stuff. Are you working or what's the story? No, I'm just on the way to Tallah Hospital at the minute, so... Oh, are you all right? I'm just going to get in the queue for the vaccine, know yourself. Hey! Oh, are you really? Good for you, Eddie. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm going to get some blood going on the Yes. I tell you, you had me thinking you were all Arnold Schwarzenegger there over there. Oh, Eddie. yeah, I'll get to the job, oh. <laughs> what is... <laughs> <laughs> right, so Eddie, 900 euro for you. What do you reckon? Uh, I think it's a uh, big country in a big country. Oh, I love that song. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we don't hear enough of that. Not at I all. Used to, that was a great album, that album. It is, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. Uh, good choice, Eddie. Good choice. Right, I'm Michael, not. what do you make of that? It is a good choice, but it's a big wrong. I'm sorry. Ah, That's unlucky. Not That's unlucky. We'll again. Listen, good safe day to you, Eddie. Thanks a mailman. Happy Friday. Cheers. See you, Eddie. Take care. Bye-bye now. Right, so half one of means is your next opportunity to pick up the cash. Niall Boylan will do the do. Absolutely, he will. Doing the do. Why is it 890 quid? He won't throw in tenors, you see. Wake me up before you go. Go wham here at Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Almost 10 past eight. Happy Friday to your Friday 22nd of January. And happy birthday. We have a happy birthday to do to uh, a chap called Owen McCamphill, I think is how you pronounce it. He's from Downpatrick, 12 today. Oh, happy very birthday to you. And Uncle Jay and from Moy wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Fantastic. Happy so, birthday. So, uh, Owen McCamphill from Downpatrick, 12th birthday today. It says here he loves Marshmallow, if you could play a tune. Well, I assume that's a song or something, isn't it? Right? I don't know what I that is. I like, asked the voice of youth. Michael, do you know Marshmallow? Never heard of it. Right, okay. All I know is that... We could send him some marshmallows. We could do that. And all I know is that when it's your birthday on a Friday, you're allowed to have as many marshmallows as you like and no one can stop you. Yeah. You're well, I'm feeling there's some sort of musical connection there that we're all too old to understand. Do you? 100%, yeah. yeah, it's yeah that he's probably the coolest man in the world. He's probably married to Lady Gaga or something. <laughs> Mr. Marshmallow. Listen, it's not quite there for Owen yet, right? He's celebrating his 12th birthday. Another year and he'll enter the dreaded teens. The dreaded teens, yeah, this is it. Uh, basically, teenagers are so moody and so grumpy uh, that they've started to do a really big, quite a conclusive stuff. Well, not conclusive. They're still working on it. But they're doing their best to try and find out. They've gone to all kinds of lengths. So when they study researchers from Oxford and Birmingham universities, they're trying to tackle this sort of the mystery of why are teenagers so blum and grumpy all the yeah. time? Anyone and it does, lived- like, if you've, uh, if you've been a parent at all, I mean, oh, you, 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 know, you do see it in your kids. You see that, you know, that there's a, it depends. Each one is different, obviously, to how, how long it lasts, right? Yeah. But there's a period of years oh, when they yeah. don't speak to you. They don't, you know, you get a grunt... If you're lucky, that's it. And sort of, do you know what I mean? And but then isn't they, that it and then though? they sort of emerge from it. It's like a, it's like you know, emerging as a butterfly, having been in this weird cocoon. Yeah, but isn't that it though with teenagers? Uh, what is? What are you doing? Uh, are you going out? Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You don't understand me. I know you don't say anything. You don't say well, anything. That's just because like even when you think they're not actually in bad mood, they yeah. just, they just won't speak to you. They won't tell you. Anything. That was uh, whatever today. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, how's your like, friends? Uh, yeah. Did you see Tony today? No. Yeah. Are you going to do it later? There's nothing to do. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Oh, so, what? have they got to the bottom of it then? Why don't you go and enjoy yourself? Duh, you're so stupid. Who okay, enjoys then. themselves nowadays? God. The pandemic on, man. That's what you used to do back <laughs> in the 70s or something. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, this is what they're trying to do. Uh, well, here's what this comes down to, right? Here's what they know so far, right? Yeah. So, uh, both positive and negative moods, 
uh, generally in the population are contagious, right? Ooh. So much like the virus, much like con- coronavirus, moods are <laughs> contagious, right? But bad moods... Okay, see, a good a good mood is kind of like the flu. It'll spread around and do its thing, right? Right. But the bad mood is like the coronavirus. It's so much more contagious. It's so much more infectious. It gets around into everything. And teenagers are overly susceptible to the bad mood virus. They get, right. So it basically comes down to this. So you're saying they're picking up their bad mood off somebody else? Off somebody else, yeah. Wow. So it who, depends who they surround themselves with. And because bad moods are much more contagious, it's just like five teenagers could be in grey form, right? Right. And they're chatting away to each other. And then one lad comes along and goes, how are you getting on? <sighs> Stupid, isn't it? Another deal. <laughs> Oh, my and all of a sudden, you've got half a dozen moody teenagers. And now you've got six of them going, actually, yeah, you're right now. Oh, no, I think about my dad's a tick as well. And my man never stops annoying me to clean things and all. Oh, they're all such ticks. And then they, go, they all descend into a bad mood. So it just takes one. It just yeah. takes one. That's uh, it. They do say, don't they, that even, as you say, in the in general population, you're the sum of the people you hang around with most. I mean, you know, Definitely. you sort of reflect their mood and their beliefs and their... Yes. You kind of absorb it. 100%. So you should, you should eliminate the negative people out of your life. I know, whereas teenagers have an amazing ability to eliminate the positive person <laughs> out of their lives. You know, they have this amazing ability. So you're there going, yeah, deadly right, so what does anyone want to do today? You know, they're, and they'd be all grand. You know the way that you see teenagers and they're grand. They're actually in a good form with their dad and all. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going, you know, yourself, me dad, we all, every so often we do this thing. And then one their mates goes do you really do that oh my god out. you're so lame and they're like oh my god I'm so embarrassed they used to like me to oh god wow no one likes so there's, a, there's a teenage yeah. virus out there the teenage, teenage vi- bad and, mood virus and unfortunately it doesn't seem like there's any cure for it it's one of those things you gotta ride it through right. and first there's a lot going on in the human body when you're a teenager you know what I mean there is you're firing fireworks and you're growing hairs and you don't know what's going on your teeth are all wonky and you're funny looking and girls you, you try to talk to the, uh, the members of the opposite gender and all and you can't figure each other out it's very confusing time you know <laughs> And people are asking you, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? You're like, I just can't, I just want to get through Wednesday if you don't mind. You know, it's difficult. That's it's amazing. Difficult. That's, uh, you can't help but feel that we got a slight insight into your, into your it's like that, that might have been a chapter from your biography there. Yeah, imagine, yeah. That's exactly how I'd write it as well. No punctuation, no sense, no nothing. They'd be there going, you think you should do it with this? You think, you think Ulysses was tough to read? Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. PJ's autobiography from his teenage years. And then the editor would be, oh, could you run this past the script editor? I'll be, oh, God, you're so stupid. You're just like me, Dad. Love me to do all these ridiculous things. I'm not even writing a book now. Whenever, wherever, Shakira, 18 minutes past 8 o'clock here at Classic Hits. Thanks for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Happy Friday to you. Uh, a couple of the reactions on WhatsApp to our story about teenagers. Yeah. And the fact that apparently that teenage bad moodiness is actually stuff they pick up off other people in a bad mood. It it's a contagious be, yeah. weirdness. I was just saying to Jim, uh, teenagers, they always say dogs and cats are opposites of each other. But they're not. Dogs and teenagers are opposites of each other. You know, you come over yeah. and a dog is so happy. To, well, see, oh God, you got Bouncing to be so around happy the place. Here. Can I try? I've got to try and communicate using every part of my body. Teenager, oh God, it's you. I can't believe you're home. Finally, at the place to myself. I'm so embarrassed on my own looking at you. You know, yeah, it's, it's so So many reactions anyway. So Sharon's been on to say, my brother's in there in the teenage years. Uh, basically, his, his repertoire seems to be, it's shit. They're crap. She's a dog. That's it. That's life, isn't it? There you go. That's it. You get, you, you get nearly 10 years of that. Uh, also, a few people referencing the uh, Kevin and Perry uh, movie as oh. a great snapshot of teenage years. Re- yeah, it definitely was of our time anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and Alan and Ennis has been on to say, uh, yeah, my youngest is going through that stage at the moment. Uh, wouldn't have anything to do with my, our last trip together, would it? And then he sent us a picture. This is not going to end well, Alan and Ennis. Of, um, you know, Alan and Ennis is a big Leeds fan. Oh, for God's sake. Brought, brought his teenage son to Leeds. Ah, it's no wonder they poor young fellas <laughs> mortified. Ah, you shouldn't do that to a young lad. Ah, those lines have been crossed. He's never getting old. It's going to take years of counselling. Is that is he Leeds fan? Ah, that's not fair. Classic hits. Boy meets girl waiting for a star to fall. Happy Friday, folks. Thanks for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Magic Mike is standing by on WhatsApp, waiting to hear from you if you fancy taking on the breakfast table quiz. 12 is the score to beat. There is a runner-up prize. And, of course, you're playing for the exclusive PJ and Jim hoodie, the PJ and Jim ugly mug. Uh, 12 the score to beat. 087-188-0008 if you want to give us a shout and have a go at that. Now, of course... 
You'll have been hearing over the last couple of days, naturally, with Joe Biden becoming the new president of the uh, states, uh, about all of the kind of stuff he got stuck into working straight away, he went straight to the White House, straight into the Oval Office, started signing all these executive orders. A big part of what he was doing has been well documented that he's been trying to undo yeah. what Donald Trump had done before. So there's big things time. like the Paris Accord and... Uh, signing back up to the WHO and, and all that sort of stuff. Muslim travel ban and all, all that, of that stuff, sort yeah. of stuff. But there's one very important thing that he's had to undo very that much you, you may not know about. Yeah, Time magazine broke the story in April just after he was elected in April 2017. Uh, after Trump took into the office, Time magazine broke the story that Trump had installed in the White House, in the Oval Office, a Diet Coke button. Uh, that he presses a button and a butler arrives with a Diet Coke on a silver platter. Uh, and people thought, this can't be true. But it absolutely was true. Uh, and a guy, a journalist called Tom Newton Dunn has confirmed that it's gone. They took pictures of Joe Biden sitting at the desk in the Oval Office signing off. All these new decrees and stuff that you were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, and the button is nowhere to be seen. So one of the first things Joe Biden did was remove and was the... And it, was it a button that was actually, like, installed in the desk? So here's the thing, right? I've gone back to try and find a Time magazine um, story, and I have it, right? So they were sitting across from Donald Trump, the two journalists from Time magazine, and uh, one of them said his eyes were drawn to this button, a little box that sat on the desk, and he goes, is that... um, It's not a nuclear job, is it? That's what he asked him. He says, is that the nuclear button? And Trump said, no, no, everybody thinks it is. Um, And he pressed the button, and he goes, the people do get a bit nervous when I press it. And then within a couple of minutes, a butler came in with a Diet Coke on a silver platter. He confirmed it was the Diet Coke button. Uh, so it's the end of a very caffeinated office. Oh, uh, my God. Where it comes out, yeah. That was his pro- a button to bring him Diet Coke on w- demand. Was one of the first things that he had installed, yeah. So there you go. What do you give a lunatic that has it all? Like he could, a like, yeah, he couldn't get up and walk out and go and get one. Or, a mini fridge. Or have a mini fridge, exactly, no. under the desk. No, or, he couldn't deal no. with it. I'm not sure it wouldn't be served on silver, then he served it free. You have to pour his own That's coke. It's president of the United States. How are you going to pour his own coke into a glass? And the thing about it is, you know, like I know you need codes and keys and there's all yeah. these sort of things about, you know, for the nuclear button. But just, you know, when he's the man in charge, you'd be a, you would be a bit nervous. You'd have to, yeah, you think to, you, you would think to yourself how many times he pressed it, yeah. thinking it was like, the nuclear button. Because it's quite abs- it's quite within the realms of possibility when you're talking about him that you could imagine going, oh, sorry. I thought you only wanted a Diet Coke. I didn't mean to annihilate that country. Who needed Iran anyway? You know, like he's, he's oh, a Oh, that's shocking. He's a looper. Wow, so uh, they've had to uninstall a Diet Coke. Presidents always have those weird things. I remember Jimmy Carter had that thing about peanuts. Didn't he have a mad thing about peanuts? A peanut button? No, he just had a bowl of them on his desk oh, all the right. time. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you meant a peanut button. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, I think he was a peanut farmer or something, was he? You're asking me questions. Now, I tell you, you're asking me questions. I don't know where it's going to take us. Uh, but I, I mean, the thing is, we well, laugh, right? We yeah. laugh at this. But all of us would like a magic button for something. Well, I was just about to ask all you what us. yours would be. If you had oh. if you had that sort of power, executive order to install, like as it is, right, just for people who don't realise, PJ isn't allowed to have any buttons, okay? So. Not, I'm allowed to have one yoke I shove up so I can be heard. Yeah, he's, that's allowed, it. he's allowed to have a fader thing that he pushes up and down, but he's not allowed to have any buttons. No, I'm not allowed to have any buttons. Right, all his buttons say do not touch. Which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> and to be fair, right, I'd settle for that. I, I, I would, if, if you had to do all the buttons over there, right, right, where you have to press, you know, I don't know what buttons you press, turn the radio on, turn the radio off. Turn, yeah, you know, that's that's exa- that's pretty much it. Tre- turn the radio on, yeah, turn the radio treble off. Treble bass and mid-range or whatever you have over there. You know, you Oh my like, God, you make it sound like I'm operating a ghetto blaster. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. You're, you're, he's got a big city in ghetto blaster over there. <laughs> you know, making sure the volume is okay in your, in your gaff and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Which reminds me, we must get that cassette taken out. Yeah, do that, because it's been going around. That's not the Lionel Richie one, that never ends. And then I'd be sitting in here, and I'd be happy with all of that, if I could have a button, a, you know, a Swiss roll button, and uh, and a, a coffee Swiss button. A Swiss roll button? And a Swiss That's roll button and have. a coffee button, I'd be delighted. Like, to live me life grand, you'd never hear me moaning again. You know what I mean? Okay, let me see it's if like, I can check that. Maybe check that with the producer. Michael, what's the chances of allowing PJ just one button that's a Swiss roll button? Or a cheesecake button. A cheesecake. As long as if you press it, someone else brings it for all three of us. Uh, yeah. So basically, that's Magic Mike's way of saying, well, I'm not bringing you a <laughs> cheesecake or anything like it. 
This is terrible, isn't it? I mean, you walk with Mike for years and you think he's good at his job and then you say, bring us a plate of cheesecake and he tells you to shove it in your ear. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, call yourself a producer, Mike. Call yourself a producer. Can't even produce a cheesecake on demand. (laughs) (laughs) What are we dealing with? I don't know. No wonder wonder Trump left. (laughs) It's no wonder Trump left. This is the world. Look at the world. This is what's the world coming to. You know what I mean? America's in tatters. None of them are any use. And I can't even get a free cheesecake by pressing the button. Breakfast Table Quiz. It's time for the Breakfast Table Quiz. Win the best prize out there is. Try to get the biggest score. Hope the next one gets the more. It's the Breakfast Table Quiz. The Breakfast Table Quiz with Kilmartin Educational Services. In class or online, learn and revise safely and get ahead with Julie's CKES.ie. So this is it, final day of this week's Breakfast Table Quiz with a score of 12 at the top of the leaderboard. That's what you need to be so if you want to win the big prize. It is all of that PJ and Jim merchandise. It is the PJ and Jim hoodie, the PJ and Jim ugly mug. That's all in there. And of course, we have thrown in a runner-up prize as well, just to kind of add a little bit of an incentive if you think 12 is a bit of a reach for you. We've got the uh, PJ and Jim ugly mug as a runner-up prize. We do, of course. And, and the booby prize <laughs> of the Jake Stevens um, Christmas CD. I actually love the idea of giving the booby prize of like somebody desperately just not wanting to get that in the post you know that the 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 postage to send that out would probably be of a higher value than the CD itself I know yeah people they'd be begging the post but is the stamp alright at least the stamp I can use again could, yeah, they, could you not just put return to sender on it yeah, I know they'd be spoofing it's not their address and everything uh, <laughs> but 12 is the score to beat on the breakfast table quiz which means we're looking for that lucky 13 to sort of take control and it's going to be Liz Keane that's going to play how are you Liz hi uh, how are you getting on oh very good Liz how are you this morning where are you I'm in Waterford oh very Wa- good in yeah. where Waterford Waterford, I Waterford, think Waterford, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, very good. If I'd stop talking over for a second. <laughs> and Liz, what are you doing in Waterford? Is it, uh, is it homework? What's going on for you today? Yeah, homework today, so uh, hopefully quite one. Right, okay. Sounds like there's a bit of activity there in the background. Who's with you? I have a two-year-old looking for her shoes to be put on her. All right. Listen, <laughs> two-year-old... If I do badly, it'll be her fault. Yeah, two-year-old is, is about the mental age of myself and PJ anyway. All right, yeah. So you're probably in the right neck of the woods here, Liz, to be honest with you. That could, be, that could be beneficial. <laughs> right, so listen, how are you feeling about taking on this score of 12? A bit nervous, but sure, we'll give it a go. Do you normally sort of play along with the quiz? Yeah. And, and how do you sort of generally do? It depends on the day. Right, okay. Yeah, of course, it does. It always does. <laughs> Not yeah. giving anything away. Right, okay, well, listen, the very best of luck. If you can get to 13, all of the PJ and Jim merchandise is yours. Uh, we've got a load of people on 12, to be honest with you. Haven't we, like, three people on three, 12? yeah, yes. Yeah, so I don't know how we're going to work out the runner up prize. But anyway, you ready to go? I am, yeah, go Best ahead. of luck, here we go. According to the proverb, an apple a day keeps who away? Doctor. What Hollywood actress starred in E.T. when she was only seven? What sort of club is started by Brad Pitt and Edward Norton of a film in the sa- of the same name? Fight club. In what sport does the top player in Europe receive the Ballon d'Or? Football. How many legs does the Eiffel Tower have? Four. In what country is the city of Bordeaux? France. What country won the 1966 World Cup? England. Yeah, what is the first name of the famous designer Armani? Giorgio. To what country did Shirley Valentine go in the 1989 film? Italy. Greece, what children's game involves throwing a stone onto a pattern of squares and hopping? Hopscotch. Are the black, red and gold stripes of the German flag horizontal or vertical? Horizontal. What was the first name of the President John F. Kennedy's wife? Jackie. Which comedy actor starred in the 2003 film Bruce Almighty? Jim Carrey. Yeah, what, what, with what sport would you associate Shane Lowry? I mean, literally, the only one that you came a cropper on was the Shirley Valentine one. Uh, no, that was amazing. So let's see now. Was there enough in there to Must get to the been. top of the leaderboard? Not even a shoeless two-year-old could put you off. That's amazing. <laughs> that was what was amazing. Was in the background, it was like, "How you doing? Can I get some? I forget to. What are you doing? Right. Okay. Here we go. The official count is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 30 yes look at that unreal we did it 13 you don't know how many problems you've solved for us yeah. <laughs> you can send me in an extra prize so oh, yeah, listen it's all yours the PJ and Jim hoodie the PJ and Jim ugly mug well done you Liz Keane 13 the winning score this week fair play oh 
thanks very much. Not at all. Listen, happy all. Friday to you, Liz. Happy Friday to Cheers. Well done again. That was the amazing. table quiz. Biscuits and TV. I will never, ever, ever get tired of that, that jingle. I really won't. Yeah, Biscuits and TV. Now, this is a kind of a revisit, okay? And it was prompted because we just, we've just had a, a WhatsApp in, and the WhatsApp has come in from Amy uh, saying, Hi, guys, love the show. Can you tell me the two programs you were talking about on Netflix yesterday? <laughs> well, Amy, well, well, well. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Amy, right? Magic Mike, as, you've heard, as you can hear, is, has joined us in the studio because... There's a couple of things. Now, on the one hand, Amy, you might be talking about the documentaries that were recommended to me by PJ and, and a couple of listeners. We'll get to that in a second. Or, Amy, maybe you're talking maybe. about the special... Michael came in yesterday saying that he had a very impressive tool. And this very impressive tool would tell you what show you should watch on Netflix. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we all participated, did we not, PJ? We did, indeed. He took our genre, our preference of... Um Oh, I can't even remember. He asked us a host of questions. Uh, it was, it, did you want a TV show, a movie, and your genre? There you go. And it goes into this roulette machine. You had it there. Yeah. And then all the fancy jingles. Anyway, went home. I was recommended something called Arthur and... Uh, what was his George. name? George. Arthur and George, right? <laughs> so as always, there. I'll be honest with you. There was a touch of dread involved. I sat down, stuck an Arthur and George, typed it into Netflix. All these children's shows came up. I was there. Okay, maybe this is more specific than I thought. <laughs> But there was Maybe nothing. he factored in my mental age. Yeah, I, said, how, I don't know how he did it. Uh, but uh, Arthur and George, guess what? It's not on Netflix at all. Right, right. now it's interesting you should say that because I, I wasn't looking forward to mine. I chose uh, a, a crime series yeah. and uh, Michael did his little magic wheel, used his giant tool and came up with the idea that I should be watching something called Home Sweet Homicide or and Home Sweet Hell. How so, did you get on? Well, so naturally I thought, God, <laughs> yeah. well, for the sake of the show, I better better watch it. So I go and I search it. Not on Netflix. Wow, this is, I see so, a pattern emerging. I wonder, Michael, how did you get on? Well, this is a mad coincidence because I went to look for mine last night and I couldn't find it. No yeah. way! So your Netflix, <laughs> uh, your, your thing, about that was supposed to help us find exactly what to watch on Netflix. Yeah. It doesn't work at You all. found well, three shows, okay. none of which are on Netflix. Okay, so I looked into this and apparently it was the Netflix in the USA. I didn't know that. You flaming right? Egypt. I didn't know that. <sighs> you flaming Egypt. What? Yeah. <laughs> Something. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Literally. So, here, I'll tell you, lads, you're looking for something to watch. Tell you, I have this thing, right? Brilliant. What do you want? What do you want? Give us that. Give us that. What do you want? Yeah. And then you get it. And that's it. And, and literally, it's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even exist in your country. You know what? They sat here, they moaned about it yesterday. Oh, I wish I didn't have to watch that. Wish I didn't have to watch that. Well, now your wish is granted. I know, but you gave me an awful predicament because I'm always, the, I am of the unnatural assumption I'm doing something wrong, right? So I'm like, oh, how do you, sp- I'm spelling yeah. Arthur wrong. Yeah. Is there A-R-T-H-U-R? Is there right? And then I started spelling Maybe it's Arter, is it? A-A-R-T-E-R and everything. You know what I mean? I, I did that, because when I was trying to put in home sweet homicide or whatever mine thing was, I was going, maybe I'm spelling homicide. Is that how you spell homicide? I actually went and looked up homicide. to check that I, I was spelling homicide. So he, gave us, he gave us you know crisis of confidence yeah. he gave us. Do you know what is absolutely amazing here? This might be the only time you two have actually done some homework. Like you've actually gone home and, and tried out something that I've said in the air and it's the one time it didn't work. I yeah. can't believe this. So and I'll tell you something, that has made me realise I'm never doing I'm never doing prep again. See what happens. See the trouble it causes. Yeah. You see what putting work in does? So no, it Nobody wins. Nowhere. Nobody say, wins. As the old saying goes, fail to prepare and you're grand. Yeah. Uh, Fail so to prepare Leave it to somebody else Leave it to somebody Michael do it regardless Exactly so, yeah. <laughs> so listen Amy I'm not You know Just in ca- just to be aware of that Right and, and the other thing was That PJ was recommending Operation Odessa I'm telling you lads You have to get into it It's so good And it's a so lot of people Were recommending Night Stalker So, so I, I don't know If they well. were the ones You were looking for Amy But whatever you do Don't go looking For Home Sweet Homicide Arthur and George yeah. and whatever your one was, was called in fairness if you were listening in America you would have a, would have had a ball of a time last night brilliant we're very big in America <laughs> too, yeah. there you go there's one lad in Kentucky now going ah cotton damn you 